With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, everybody, what's up? Best on the board here with you, presented by MGM. This is our final episode of the 2021-22 football season. Super Bowl 56 right around the corner. Get pumped, get excited. That's what we're going to do on this episode of Best on the Board. Michael Beller here with you. We have been talking about this game for the better part of two weeks now. So let's put the bow on it. Let's put some final bets down. Let's put an exclamation point on this football season. Here to do that with me are a couple of people you know well. Andrew DeWitt. DeWitt, what's going on? I just realized that there's no more football after this. And that's kind of depressing. I know. No more football until August. We're going to have to sit around and, and wait for that to come and find ways to fill our gambling time. At least March Madness is right around the corner. Zach Jackson, I know you're excited about that part of uh, things. Get ready for maybe uh, the MAC basketball tournament during championship <laughs> week. But until then, we do have a Super Bowl to talk about. Yeah, it's going to be a long seven months, but we can <laughs> let it fly this Sunday. And we don't even need to wait that long. Yeah. Yeah, right? It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that we've got going. This is going to be a fun one, you guys. I'm very excited for this Super Bowl. We all know what the deal is here. Super Bowl 56, Rams, Bengals. Now, the line we have on BetMGM right now is Rams minus 4.5. The total, 48.5. If you do look around, you can, you're going to find some Rams minus 4s. You're even going to find, as, uh, as of those of us talking about this right now, a Rams minus 3.5 sitting out there. But we're going to use this right here, Rams minus 4.5. Bengals are total 48 and a half. So let's start nice and simple, you guys. If you're taking the line, if you're making a bet on the line, what are you betting on and why, Zach, when you get us started? Yeah, you know, I've shopped and I've made sure I got that half as in four and a half because I'm not jumping in front of Joe Burrow and Evan McPherson right now. I'm just not. So uh, I understand why the Rams are favored. I think the Rams have more talent. They certainly have more seasoning on this stage. But in what I... think shapes up as a low scoring game um you know I, I am afraid of Aaron Donald and Von Miller and that advantage but I just think that the Bengals have won without great offense the Bengals have a hell of a good defense themselves mm-hmm. uh, their formula from the first three playoff games I think translates well here and I just think specifically to covering and yeah. winning I, I, I think they feel perfectly comfortable with number nine having the ball in his hands you know in the last 12 15, 20, but certainly in the last two or three minutes if that's what it comes down to. So with the four and a half, I'm on the Bengals all day. To wit, you're up here. What are you doing with this four and a half? Uh, I've been on the Rams since the beginning. I think I'm going to stick on the Rams. I just think they're the most complete football team. Mm-hmm. Um, they do scare me. We've talked about Sean McVay's tendencies to try and run the ball too much to ice away a lead and just kind of – they're just not great at executing. We saw that against the Bucks. Um, you know, we saw that part against the 49ers a little bit as the end of mm-hmm. that game. 
I, I still think the Rams are the better team. I think Aaron Donald and that defensive line, Von Miller, make the difference of you know where this game comes in. I think Burrow has shown that he's an up-and-coming quarterback. He's had a great season. I mean, especially coming off that ACL tear, and I think he had more damage than that to his knee. So it's been an impressive year. I just think similar to kind of – it's been a Cinderella run for the Bengals, you know, starting off, you know, upsetting the Chiefs, getting by the Titans, who I think – were the work the weakest number one seed we've seen in a long time. I just think it's 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 their run ends here because I think the Rams are just the better team and they're just gonna get overwhelmed. That being said, I was looking around, I saw eight to one, nine to one on like betting the Rams to lead at halftime but lose the second half. So I mean maybe that's a little tempting for me just given how we've been talking about that <laughs> yeah. game script for the Rams. Like they get out sure. early and then they kind of blow it in the second half a little bit. So maybe that'll yeah. be maybe maybe I'll bet on that a little bit and see what happens on uh, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, right. A little double result. Rams win the first half, Bengals win the second half. That's uh, definitely one of the options that uh, is attractive to me as well. This is the Super Bowl. This is the last time we can bet on a on an actual NFL game until September of 2022. I'm going to bet on the line. It's probably like my 12th favorite bet in this game, though. There are so many other plays that I like better than this. I think that this is, you know, I mean, it's the Super Bowl. There's two weeks after the game is set, let alone every single game and every single data point that we have on both of these teams coming into it. We shouldn't be surprised that it's a pretty sharp line. I mean, it should be about as sharp of a line as we see all year long, regardless of sport. So, yeah, it's a sharp line. I think this is totally a fair line. I think, uh, you know, you guys come down on opposite sides of it and you both make good points. I lean toward the Rams, and what it comes down to for me is a little bit more belief in them being consistent with what they do offensively and um, the the overwhelming advantage that they're going to have with their defensive line against the Cincinnati's protections. I think you you put those two things together, and I want to put my money more on the Rams covering the four and a half than on the Bengals being able to stay within that number. Now, I say that there's plenty of other bets that I like better because there are, and Zach, you referenced one of them. I think this is going to be a, you know, not a 13 to 10 low scoring game, but I like the under quite a bit in this one with the the style of these two teams, with what we've seen from them in this playoff run, with the way that the Rams in the entire Sean McVay eras have shown us a strong willingness to go conservative once they get a lead, Uh, the way these two defenses have played in the playoffs, like I think you add all that up. And we're looking at a game that is more along the lines of 24-20 rather than 34-30. So the under, as one example, is it something I feel a lot stronger about than either of these teams with or against the points. Yeah, one of the first things I clicked was Rams team total under 27 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. I think they could thoroughly dominate the game and win 24-17, right? Mm-hmm. Or 24-14. But yeah, Michael, along those lines, I think a lot of times in Super Bowls, you see slow offensive starts. Right? Even by offenses that are probably more juiced up than that. You have the weeks off, you have the hype, the nerves, you have the reality of it. But in one bet I really like here, and I believe it's in the plus 230 range, no touchdowns in the first quarter. So, you know, both teams trust their kickers, yeah. right? Yeah. Drive As down. they should. <laughs> it, it, it could be 6-3. It, that, that's probably something you're betting on to be 0-0 or 3-0, mm-hmm. right? But, but no touchdown in the first quarter. Tied the first quarter under, you know, first half under. I like those bets. But for plus 230, I'm definitely giving that one a whirl. 
Yeah, that's something I like a lot. DeWitt and I actually, uh, along with a couple other of our colleagues, did a uh, prop bet draft earlier this week on this show. And one of the picks I threw out was longest field goal over 47 and a half yards with the way that these two teams trust their kickers. And they're two good kickers, especially on Cincinnati side. We know what Evan McPherson has been doing really all season. Obviously, the spotlight has been on him in the playoffs with good reason, uh, both the stage and the kicks that he's come through with. But he has been a very consistent guy for them going back to the very beginning of the season. So that's something that I look at also that plays into the under. It plays into some of those first quarter and first half bets that you're talking about as well, Zach. DeWitt, any feel for the total on your end? Uh, leaning towards the under as well. Um, I think I just don't see a shootout developing this game, which sometimes just means if all three of us are leaning that way, it'll probably go the other way. But <laughs> just kind of how it works. But it's like I, I just don't see that, and, and the Rams, the both teams want to establish the run a little bit here. They don't want to try and get into a game where they have to outscore the other team. They want to control the ball, take advantage of their possessions, and you know, mm-hmm. put up the points when they get a chance. So I, I, I do like the unders. I think, in general, the public is like hammering the overs on a lot of these player props, like receiving yards, throwing yards, and I... <laughs> I just see a lot of these player props, like, be warned, like, and this is something that Austin Mock wrote about in our, uh, his player props, using his model, mm-hmm. like, breaking down each individual player. He said, you know, if you want to bet a bunch of these individual props, you might want to hedge back against the under just a little bit, because if this game is just, turns into a sludge fest, just similar to how that Patriots-Rams first Super Bowl uh-huh. was, yep. you know, you're going to get no hammered. in this one. You can get hammered, absolutely hammered on, you know, losing a bunch of these props if you're betting the over on everything. So yeah. just be be cognizant that you're not betting over on every single prop because it can turn into a big problem for you. Do you have my list of plays from last year when I had all the Mahomes and Tyreeks? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it sounds familiar, doesn't it? You could you could throw out a, a Week Five Jets Jaguars game, and the public would be all over overs. I mean, that's just oh, yeah. how that's just how it yeah. works. That's no one no one wants to sit there and bet on. You know, uh, uh, Cam Akers under 61 and a half rushing yards. It's not fun and it's stressful. It's fun to just sit back, bet on Cooper Cup to go over 105 and a half receiving yards, which is where it is now, or bet on Matt Stafford to throw for more than 281 and a half yards and just let everything rack up and have fun and eat some wings and drink some beer. I mean, that's what we want to do on Super Bowl Sunday. So uh, you're going to see plenty of overs. I will say, probably my favorite bet to what you already know where I'm going with this. If I could only pick one bet that I can make in this entire game. You know, it's, it's just a straight up minus 110 sort of bet, but is there any way Cooper Cup doesn't go over his receiving yardage prop? I mean, come, go, Cooper Cup, live, it's, it's climbed. We've been talking about this all week. I got it at 103 and a half. It's now 105 and a half. <laughs> this is a number that Cooper Cup just, I mean, he, he like never hyperbolic, whatever. He's just, he lives above this number. And I just can't imagine with everything that the Rams have done all season long and how much of the heartbeat of the offense he has been that suddenly in this game, when we know that there are elements of Cincinnati's pass coverage that is exploitable, that he's not going to give you eight for 120. That just feels like, I mean, I know it's like, it feels squarish to say, but, you know, you know where their bread is buttered. I, they're going to go to him a lot. He's going to get 12, 14 targets in this game. And I just can't see how Cincinnati slows him down from getting to the number that we expect him to be at. That's my favorite play of this entire game. I would say that NFL teams, they really want to shut down one player. They potentially can do it. And that would be my only concern is if Cincinnati comes out with some exotic coverage where basically – they say Cooper Cup is not getting the ball all game and you're going to have to beat us a different way. 
And the Rams are willing to they're willing to run the ball if that's an opportunity for them. They'll run mm-hmm. the ball to get away from going to Cooper Cup and if that if he just taking completely away. But yeah. It's really hard to do it against him because he's more of a, I'm going to go find space and sit in the space, so good luck shutting me down. Yeah, yeah l- let me back up the case for Cooper Cup by saying this. The last game, right, the NFC Championship game, it was a defensive-minded. It was ugly. He still yeah. got 14 targets. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? And, like, if you're the kind of person that's saying, I'm going to play a one prop in addition to this, like, this guy won the receiving triple crown and not by a little bit. Like, he yes. blew the field away <laughs> in every category. So, yes, they have Odell Beckham. Uh-huh. Yes, they do want to run it. It does seem stubborn with Cam Akers. Yes, Stafford does get a little wild, and I do like both quarterbacks to throw an interception in this game. But I think that's pretty bankable. And, and on the other side, um, if you like overs, like there's two ways to look at, at the Bengals. One, they've gotten here without the offensive explosion, mm-hmm. right? And that you know with those receivers that they can do it. And, and even though Chase gets the hype, the other guys can make big plays too. Oh, yeah. But the other thing is, if you do like the Rams and you think it's another vintage Bengals comeback, then there's going to be plenty of time to run up those numbers. So I'm not afraid, even in a game that I see as like – in the 37 to 44 total point range, I'm not afraid of Burrow and Chase overs because I think there's going to be opportunities. And Burrow's not afraid to throw it to Chase regardless of Jalen Ramsey's covering him, regardless of two guys are covering him on the outside, three guys in the red zone, he will throw it to Jamar Chase. See, now that's an interesting one too. We know that uh, that that's going to be the case. And, you know, like you can't, you can't let the other team take your best player out of the game. So even if they decide to do, even if it's not a full shadow, but a, a lot of Ramsey on Chase, you can't let the Rams dictate to you you're not going to get to throw the ball to your best receiver. That, that, that's just silly. That's silly football, and that's not how things are going to happen. So I like that a lot. And I think, like, I mean, at least one of these Bengals guys is going to do something big. I really like T. Higgins, actually. I like T. Higgins as a touchdown scorer in this game. That's really what I look at. I look at Jamar Chase's yards, T. Higgins on the touchdown. Anytime touchdown for him is at plus 155. That's something that I am invested in. I like that a lot. I think especially once they get inside the inside the 20, inside the 10-yard line, that's really where Jalen Ramsey can make his presence felt against Jamar Chase. Maybe that opens things up a little bit for T. Higgins as a primary scorer down in the uh, green zone for this Cincinnati Bengals team. Anything else that we're looking at here, Zach? Favorite props that you maybe have on the board before we let you guys go? Yeah, I pretty much spelled them out there. I, I really try not to go crazy, and I do try to kind of link them together. So yep. last year, if they were based around the you know Tyreek Hill, what seemed to be an attainable number, and he didn't get close, I lost. But I, I don't go crazy in volume um, or in you know in price. I, I mm-hmm. try to get ones that I can link together. No one say I play five that I'm at least going to go four and one. I'm not interested in three and two or two and three. Quite frankly, <laughs> yes. I'd rather go and five. Yes. I'm def- last words, definitely right? not interested in two and three. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, I'm, I'm with you there. And that's why I find myself as much as I like, I've ridden the bangles a lot. I've had some success with bangles props. I just find myself keep going back to Cooper cup, Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham with what we've seen from that trio over these last couple of games for the Rams. That's where I find myself focusing a lot of my efforts to it. Take us home. What do you got for us uh, in terms of non-line non-total sort of bets? Uh, I'm thinking Tyler Boyd, like over 42 and a half. Like he's, he's kind of been that guy who's, you know, he's the slot receiver. He's going to get into the spaces. He's going to be that check down opportunity. If Jamar chase is covered. Um, I just, I think he's gonna have a good game just from the slot and kind of getting in those open spaces. Cause I think the Rams are trying to take away that big play from the Bengals. Cause I think in the Rams mind, if they keep away the big, they don't give up the big plays, they're going to win the game. So I think that's where I, boy, it's going to be an option, especially if the, if the offensive line is a little leaky, like they were against the Titans. 
It's going to be a, a great one. So many ways to get invested in this game. We're just running over a few of them for you here in this first segment of Best on the Board. DeWitt, Zach, this has been awesome, guys. I've loved talking to you uh, from this angle of the football world all season long. It's been a lot of fun. I can't wait to do it with you again. And hey, like we said, football ends. Plenty of gambling still to do. So this will not be, I don't think, the last of you two guys on this show in the immediate future. Zach Jackson, Andrew DeWitt, thanks for being with us, guys. Thanks, guys. It's been fun. See ya. Okay. KC Joyner here with me one final time in this 2021-22 NFL season. KC, what is <laughs> happening, man? We are so close to Super Bowl 56. Ah, I'm. We're so fired up. Uh, my son, I, I, I've got to at least mention this. He's a big Joe Burrow fan, and his Joe Burrow short arrived like an hour ago. He is so fired up. <laughs> that is that is beautiful. Love that. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I, I'm expecting this to be a, a good game, a fun game. I think a competitive game. I just said earlier, if I if I had to go one way on the line, I'd lean toward the Rams. But nowhere near my favorite bet. It, it's just it's not even close to my favorite play of the Super Bowl. And so that's what you and I are here to focus on. We <laughs> talked a little bit about props earlier with Zach and Andrew. You and I are going to dive a little bit deeper into that. So let's get going, Casey. If I told you, Casey, I'm sorry, uh, there's a new law in the state of Florida. You're only allowed to make one player prop bet per football <laughs> game. So sorry, dude. You can either, I don't know, drive to the nearest state or just make your one player prop what is your favorite one for this game uh, i probably would say uh for our favorite player probably be sony michelle for an anytime touchdown oh. plus 200 <laughs> yes cam Akers. look he looked good when he came back he looked good initially when he came back it was okay his he but he did not look good last week uh he's what he's he has a limited practices so i'm going okay well they don't want to get him any more banged up that he can mm-hmm. uh sean mcveigh says about daryl henderson that it's looking optimistic and okay what else is he gonna say right <laughs> yeah exactly i mean <laughs> all right so i don't like henderson getting it i don't like acres getting it so if you're short yardage if you're getting near the goal line who are you gonna give it to you're gonna give it to sony michelle i mm-hmm. i just think he's gonna be their goal line back because he's the guy who's most apt to be able to take with the wear and tear and i, I love the idea of getting plus 200 on that for okay mm-hmm. that the, there's somebody who scored five touchdowns this year and was their goal line back earlier in the year obviously so I, he, he's good for that role so if i had to only pick one that's the one i'm probably going with all right so you're looking at sony michelle at least as an anytime touchdown scorer and typically when we talk about you know sony michelle does what he does, but not an explosive player. So when you're talking about guys like that having big roles to play, it's, you know, I would say generally maybe three out of five times you're also going in the direction of that team. Do you find yourself veering in the direction of Rams to cover, Rams to win, or are you looking at the other side of this thing? I'm looking at the other side of this thing. There's a lot of ways this game could go. I think it's going to, you know, it's going <clears> to, <throat> I don't think the the Rams want this game to be a shootout, even though mm-hmm. uh, if you look at shootouts or near shootouts and a, a shootout is where each team scores 24 or more and your shootout is where one team scores 24 and or more and the other team scores 20 or more. So uh, the Rams are six and three in those sorts of games. The Bengals are five and four. So I think the, the Rams, don't want it to go into shootout mode, but I think that they they they're they're going to have trouble running the football. I think that Michelle's going to get touched on, but they're going to have trouble running the football because they've only had seventy three few rushing yards before the past five games. So I think it's going to be a high scoring game because uh, McVay's going to need to throw the football. The running game's not going to get established, and I think the Bengals want this to be a high scoring game. And also, I would definitely take the over. And I think the Bengals are just going straight up. Honestly, I Ooh. think uh, 
I'd let, I'd go with them money line plus one sixty five. Wow! All right, so you would take the over in this game. You're saying you would go would over take- four and a half. I would. I definitely would take the over. I just think that they're even at the Rams. Even if Ramsey and they get they can take out Chase. That that's fine. It's easier said than done for one. But I don't think they have the people in their secondary to take out all three targets. I and mean, Uzoma looks like he's going to play too. And I think, like I said, if the Rams, if the Rams see the game goes into that mode, they'll go ahead and get into that mode. Plus, I think Sean McVay also remembers his last Super Bowl and says, <laughs> oh, "The Patriots shut me down last time. Yeah. I'm not going to let that happen. I'm smarter than that." And I think he's going to be fired up to say, "I'm going." use Stafford to go in my Super Bowl. So I, th- I think that's how he's going to approach it. All right. So you're going opposite of the three of us uh, talking earlier. We were all uh, feeling under me to the extent that it's one of my favorite plays of mm. the uh, game. So a, a little bit of a difference of opinion there. Let's take a look at the Bengals for a second here and let's go through their uh, player props. Yeah. So obviously uh, the key players that we take a look at starts right up top with Joe Burrow. He's sitting at 276 and a half for his yardage prop. You take a look down at Joe Mixon, 61 and a half on the rushing yards for Joe Mixon. Let's go over to receiving yards where you find Jamar Chase at 79 and a half, T Higgins at 69 and a half, Tyler Boyd at 42 and a half. Any of those jump off the page at you. Uh, Tyler Boyd at 42 and a half. I, I definitely like that uh, for in reasons that I think they will try and take Jamar Chase out of it. I would probably steer away from Chase. It won't shock me if he gets a good yardage total, but it's not yeah. a play I would put high on the list just because it is Jalen Ramsey and these coverage wise are going to go in the other direction. And the, the Bengals will view the receivers. I know Boyd is more of a dink and dunker, but they've used them all on, on short and vertical passes this year. If you look at their where yeah. the distribution goes, they'll use them on vertical passes. So I think Boyd is – I like that play a lot. I also do like Van Jefferson over, what, 31 and a half. I know he didn't do uh, well last week, but I think if it gets a new shootout mode, especially with Higby not likely to play, I think more yeah. targets go Jefferson's way. So I already talked about how much I love the, um, the the Cooper Cup play, and it's up to one. It's oh my god, it's up to one oh six and a half. We started the show twenty five minutes ago. I probably looked like ten minutes before we started, and it was at one oh five and a half. So sometime in the last thirty to thirty five minutes, it's gone up another yard. Earlier this week, when I locked it in for myself, it was at one oh three and a half, and I. Yeah, I, I said at the time that I would take it up to 113 and a half. And like, I, I didn't say that as like a, it's going to get to 113 and a half, but just as like an, an illustration of what I would, well, like how confident I am in that. And like, man, 106, I mean, it's not going to get to 113 and a half, but it, we, we might be looking at like 110 by time uh, this game actually kicks off on Sunday. But like, Cooper, like it's get, it's getting to a point where I would not recommend the under, but would maybe stay away from the over. It would have to if it gets into that one ten range, then maybe I'm backing off of the over. But I still wouldn't be recommending the under there because of what he does. And then I think I think that it's a nice companion play to also go Odell Beckham at sixty three and a half yards. Like, is there any way, Casey? Is there any realistic way in which Cooper Cup goes under his now one hundred six and a half and Odell Beckham? Goes under 63 and a half. I just don't see it. I feel like if you bet both of them, at worst you wash and you have a very good chance of winning both. So that's something I like. I find myself really focusing on the triangle of the Rams passing game, those two guys, and then the quarterback, Matthew Stafford, as the player props that I really want to bank on in this game. If I'm looking at the, you look at the Bengals secondary per profootballreference.com, uh, you look at their yards per target among their cornerbacks, Wuzier, Hilton, and Apple. Mm-hmm. A yards per target, if you're below six, you're considered a really good uh, 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 cornerback. I've been doing, in fact, I've been doing metrics in the uh, in those 
gosh, nearly 20 years now. And, and that's, that's usually the bar if it's below six. So Wuzier comes in at 5.4. But if you're above six, if you're above seven, if you're pushing eight, you're not very good corner. And Hilton and Apple both had 7.7 yards per target allowed this mm-hmm. year. And Apple allowed 12.8 yards per completion. So I'm going, okay, Wuzier might be able to cover one. And he can, let's say he can slow somebody down. Let's just, let's just say, okay, maybe sure. he could do that. All right, he's definitely, you know, the other guys aren't slowing anybody down, and Awuzie has been still kind of hit or miss. So I'm looking at that going, all right, I, I, I just think that uh, I don't think the Bengals secondary has the firepower to be able to slow the Rams down. Another reason why I think that Stafford, uh, I think Stafford and Burrow both potentially going over 300. I, it mm-hmm. would not shock me if we saw 600 yards passing in this game if I was, you know, if I'm looking at uh, plays there. And, I, and they're both, they're both, you know, two. Two seventy nine ish two Burroughs two seventy six and a half. Stafford is two seventy nine and a half. Thank you. Just gonna pull that up. Uh, yeah. So I, I would I would I I would lean towards betting the over on both those players again because I think this is gonna be I still think it's gonna be a thirty four thirty one kind of Super Bowl. Okay. You can't I mean even with that you can't like every single over that there is on the board. So is there any unders that are uh, attractive to you in such a way that you'll actually be making a wager on them? Uh, I would I bet uh, I would lean towards betting Chase in the under. It's scary because he all he takes is one big play out of him. But I would lean towards that if I uh, if I had to, if I had to go there. And T Higgins at sixty nine and a half because he's only I mean Chase at seventy nine and a half and T Higgins at sixty nine and a half. I think that if I had to bet an under, I think one of those guys will probably end up on uh, on the under in that. So that's probably the direction I go there. Man, that's like if I'm gonna bet a like. I, 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 Prop should be set at like the perfect 50-50 number where it really does make you think you have 50% of the time this we play this out 100 times and 50% it goes over, 50% it goes under. That's the point of these props or it's at least it's at least the the spirit of what uh, any sort of player prop is going to be set at. I feel like I want plus odds on Jamar Chase to go on <laughs> like any number, right? Just because of how hard it is and because of how popular the over is going to be here. I mean, we were joking yeah. about it, uh, you know, in the first half of the show. Like, you could take any game in the NFL. You could take the two worst teams and throw them on some nondescript 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff in the middle of the season, and the public's going to be all over the overs in that game. That's just how the public <laughs> bets. And now we're yeah. talking about the Super Bowl and the superstars in the Super Bowl. Like, man, I just want to – I would want to be getting plus money on Jamar Chase. I did talk about my T. Higgins anytime touchdown love. That's something that I think uh, is really good. It's probably my favorite anytime touchdown play of the game. Obviously, I don't. when I say that, I don't mean that he has the best chance of scoring a touchdown. I'm not paying minus 165 for Cooper Cup. I'm just, I'm not doing that. Like I think he's going to score a touchdown. I could see grouping that in as part of a small realistic parlay, not a ten leg. Here's my best same game parlay. Take like not doing that. Not getting hyperbolic. Not pretending like we're all going to get rich off this. I would throw it into a realistic parlay that I could maybe do together, but I'm not going to do that. It's just a straight up bet. I'm not paying minus 165 for a receiver to score a touchdown. I'm not paying minus 140 for Joe Mixon, even though I think he obviously has a better chance than scoring than T Higgins. You look at T Higgins plus 155. This is a play that I like quite a bit. I've talked about it a couple of times this week, and I just think with Jalen Ramsey matching up with Jamar Chase, the closer you get to the goal line, the more that that matchup favors Jalen Ramsey. So I could see T. Higgins starting to, you know, get some favored status from Joe Burrow as they get closer and closer to that scoring range. So I look at his plus 155 number. It's something that in, that is interesting to me. And if you want to have a little bit of fun, T. Higgins first touchdown plus 1200. <laughs> hope for the best. Hopefully uh, the, the Rams win the toss and defer and the Bengals can go down and, and do something on that first possession. 
I like some of those first touchdowns too. I and mean, when you're talking, <clears throat> I think he could put a couple, three of those different ones together. I could, I could see taking. I, I, did, I don't like Cam Akers because I, I don't think that he's going to get there. Look at so, uh, Sony Michelle for first touchdown mm-hmm. plus sixteen hundred. I mean, again, I think he is going to score a rushing touchdown in this game because I think he will be there back. And if that, if that's the case, then if the Rams do uh, win the coin toss and and, get, and I think McVeigh again will come out aggressive. What happens could be first time touchdown for him. Do like that a lot. I do have to mention because if I think the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl, I think if the Bengals do win, I do. I mean, Joe Burrow. If they if they win, unless Burrow just unless Chase did, you know put like ten for one seventy five and two touchdowns or something, Burrow would win the MVP. So love Burrow plus two twenty five to win the MVP too. Other argument I've made so far this week is Cooper Cup as an MVP play. I think if. If any non-quarterback is going to win it, it's going to be Cooper Cup. Uh, And like you can talk about value, value, value all you want. Realize how small of a needle you're trying to thread with a uh, a defensive player winning it. Like you see the Aaron Donald arguments that are out there, and like I get it, but like that is such a you need a either a ridiculous game from a defensive player or a nothing game, a repeat of the Patriots Rams Super Bowl where it was thirteen to three. You need one of those extreme extremes if you're going to get a defensive player to win the Super Bowl or to win the Super Bowl MVP, that is. And and you look at Cooper Cup, and something that I feel like is creeping in the back of the minds of some of these voters is if we had the Super Bowl, the MVP vote now, today, and not at the end of the regular season, Cooper Cup might win that thing. When you consider what the quarterbacks who are obviously, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Tom Brady, whatever. And when you look at what just their teams did in the playoffs versus what Cooper Cup's team has done and what Cooper Cup has done in those games, would it be a shock to me? So that's now already in the mind. If Cooper Cup goes down and throws another 10 for 140 and two, I think he's got a real shot to win this. And especially if he is, you know, responsible for 70% of Matthew Stafford's production. So I really could see Cooper Cup at that 6-1 to number that he's been living at since this matchup was set. I think he is a nice MVP bet for you if you're trying to get just a little bit more out of your dollar before we wrap things up. Anything else you want to put out, KC, before we call it a football season on Best on the Board? Uh, I'm usually never a fan of parlays. I think they're not a good idea. But they're a, they're uh, a bad idea. They're a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just are. <laughs> yeah, the percentages of getting all four right. But I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I was looking over some of the parlays for BetMGM for this game, and um, they have a four-way parlay at plus six hundred. But the parlay is this. Remember, I'm I'm I'm, I'm on the Bengals bandwagon. Think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Think they're going to you know going to try and <clears throat> get into that sort of contest because a low-scoring game just does not favor them. Uh, Burrow over three hundred four, th- over three hundred four and a half. Mm-hmm. Mixon fifty plus, Boyd twenty five plus, and over fifty four point five. Okay, so if I'm thinking thirty four thirty one, I like the over. Boyd at at, at twenty five. Okay, I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Mixon at fifty, sure, absolutely. I, I would, I'd be shocked if that wouldn't happen regardless. So the big, the big thing is, does Burrow go over three hundred four and a half? I think that he will if he gets into that kind of a high scoring game. So th- that'd be a parlay I would consider playing. Not sure that I will, but it would because I don't like parlays. But <laughs> yeah. if you're looking for, if you want something that you put, you know, put twenty bucks down or something and see you can yeah. win, win something big off of it, that'd be one I'd go with. I, basically, what you're doing is just taking your over that you like so much and then finding ways to juice it, and that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that makes. I, I think that makes. I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm looking for. Let's see alternate. Come on, I can find this right. I want to find alternate totals for the game because that's really. That's really the, the other way that you would that you would look at this, uh, all, yeah. right? Is is an alternate total looking for something that goes over fifty three and a half, and that's the other way that you that you could potentially end up 
bet in this game. So that's something that you, you consider as well um, if you want to bet. There we go. There it is. So alternate total at 50. Yeah, so alternate total to go over 54.5 is just plus 190, right? Yeah. So that's plus 190. And if this game were to go over that total, you got to think there's a pretty good chance of Burrow going over 304.5, of Mixon rushing for more than 50, of uh, Boyd receiving more than 25. And so that's just a, you know, it's a cagey way to end up playing that same bet. I mean, you're effectively making the same bet. And this just, you know, adds obviously a tiny degree of difficulty, but most likely. If yeah. it goes that way, it goes that way for those individual players as well. As if I said, plus one ninety, might as well go plus six hundred for this. Yeah, and, and right. I mean, and, and could it go over fifty five and a half or fifty four and a half? And Tyler Boyd has four for seventeen. Of course it could. Of course it. Would. This is gambling. This is sports. Like <laughs> not, nothing is guaranteed. We we all know that. But it's more likely than not that if it does have fifty five points scored in this game, that those guys are checking those boxes. So always something to think about for me. It's just everything I'm correlating with is is on the Rams side. Pretty much, I think the only Bengals related bet I will have is that T Higgins touchdown. Other than that, I'm just I'm just going Rams. I mean, like if you're if you are if you are tempted to go the parlay route, which like, please understand what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> but if you're tempted to go that route, you have to make sure they correlate, right? They, like, yeah. Right. So that's why, like, yeah, give give me give me Cooper Cup's yards, give me Odell Beckham's yards. If I like those, makes sense that Matthew Stafford would be having a nice yardage game as well. So that's really what I'm looking at. Maybe yeah. throw a, a Rams money line in there and then call it a day. So you're on the Bengals. I'm on the Rams. It's a fitting way, Casey, to wrap up best on the board for this 21-22 NFL season. Casey, this has been awesome, man. You've been a great partner every single Friday all season long. So before we talk to the listeners, let me say thank you to you for being here with me all season. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, the season got better as we went along, too. Picks got uh, a lot hotter as the season went along. So I uh, very, very much enjoyed it. And uh, like I said, this should be, this should be a, I couldn't think of a better way to end the season game-wise. This is, a, this is a, a fantastic matchup. It is absolutely a fantastic matchup. I am excited as well. Thank you for everything you've done for this show. And listeners, obviously, we couldn't do this without you. Best on the board is not going away. We're just going to have a whole lot of NBA talk, a whole lot of college basketball talk, of course. Uh, March Madness just about a month away so we are going to be getting deeper and deeper and deeper into that but it is the end of the football season which is where we have spent the bulk of our time since launching this show back in August so thank you to all of you who have been with us through this first maiden voyage in the NFL and college football for the athletics best on the board we couldn't do without you so a big thanks to you guys for KC for Zach for Andrew DeWitt I am Michael Beller one more time for the football season we say good luck Happy betting. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk to you all soon.